0: Hey everybody, I'm Alex, and this is Lunchbox Radio. Sorry for the recording probably being very weird for the past couple episodes because I didn't know that the mic was transferring to my webcam and wasn't actually on the cool, awesome condenser mic that I've been using, um, supposed to be using. But um, before we get started, I just wanted to thank everybody who's listening to the um, Expand Your Horizon um, Sunday Edition and also the Baki Hanma Sunday Edition. The Baki Hanma Sunday Edition is a little bit more what I want to do with this main podcast. I want to keep it a little bit tight, a lot tighter, a a little shorter, and just generally less me zoning out in audio form about anime, because I think that you guys probably want more um, informed, more compressed opinion opinions in the form of my opinion. On that note, we're going to talk about um, a show that I certainly have opinions about. And that is a little show called Soul Eater, Not... I think the explanation point is canonically part of the title, but Soul Eater, Not... Now, as many of you probably listening to this, you know that I've covered Soul Eater on the podcast before, um, and if you don't, you can definitely go listen to that, and I suggest going to listen to that before you listen to this podcast, not just because I want more listens on an episode on an episode in the feed, but I think it's a good, um, it would be a good companion to this, because the big problem with Soul Eater not is that it doesn't... Feel like a good companion to the original fifty episode so thing that is Soul Eater. Soul Eater as a show and as a property is pretty highly regarded for a bunch of different reasons, and um, that those reasons are primarily when I talked about Soul Eater, which was actually not that long ago. Um, it it's stunning because it's a female. It's a female lead, shonen action show that focuses on cur- that focuses really on courage and what that courage looks like. And but also, there's a point in Soul Eater, kind of at the halfway mark, where they start to dramatically expand the cast and they include, among other things, like people of different backgrounds. as a character who just straight up just. A really well done black guy in anime. Um, like, this is a black character in the mode of something like Bleach or Black Lagoon, not a black character in the mode of something like, say, um, what's it called? Um, Dragon Ball Z. And the long and short of it is that it's really difficult to make a prequel for a show because if you make a prequel for any property not even an anime you have you're bound by the stuff that happens in the actual in the actual thing that followed it a perfect example of this is a show called is a show called Gotham that's what I I'm not sure if it's still running but um When I watched it, you had this profound sense of, like, something's missing here. And that's because Gotham is a prequel series to the world of Batman. It's a prequel to... And it follows young Bruce Wayne. I think it follows young Bruce Wayne just after his parents have died. And... Just after, the, um, I think Tom and Marsha, or his parents' name, um, I, I could be totally wrong. Um, just after the Wayne parents have died, and he's like alone with Alfred and the bad, bad world of Gotham City, and what that has a problem with is. You have to get to all of these big characters in Batman. You don't have to just get to Batman like you think. You have to get to Commissioner Gordon. More importantly, you have to get to characters like the Joker. And if you watch the first season of that, they set up these characters who will become the the big bad characters of... The Joker, the Penguin, all this other, all these other big bad guys in the um, Batman and also greater DC Rogues gallery. And the problem there is, is that like all these characters have tons of different backstories. Like there are version, there are versions of, I believe there are versions of the Joker storyline that don't include him being dunked in acid. But do, are nonetheless, like, considered to be origin stories for the Joker. Um, there is an origin movie for Catwoman that ha- featured Halle Berry and is notoriously bad. But my point is, is that when you make a sequel show for a big property. For any property, you're bound by that pro- what has happened in that property in the future. And there are two ways you can go with sequels. You can either do a kind of in-the-world-of situation, or you can do a, these are these characters before you before met them originally, and this is their lives, leading up to this first scene of um, Soul Eater. Only the problem with Soul Eater or not is they, they try to have it both ways. They introduce a character. First off, they follow a character who's a weapon. And if you know anything about Soul Eater, there are two classes of um, people in the Death Weapon Meister Academy. There are Meisters who are like people who wield weapons and then there are weapons are people who, can tr- who, due to genetic inheritance, basically can transform into actual weapons like swords and scythes and, like, guns in some cases. There's a, there are characters who um, transform into gauntlets that spew fire and lightning. There are characters um, who transform into, um, I think, what's it called, um, like, lanterns that shoot fire. There's all kinds of weird shit the character transform into in that show. And so you're following a weapon. And the first thing is is that they start to introduce elements that they didn't play with in the original Soul Eater. So in the original Soul Eater, they make this big deal of, like, Maka having an absentee mother that she cared for and she loved, and her mother keeps sending her postcards. But at the end of the day, she's an absentee fucking mother. And, but Maka also has a father who is hilariously a weapon, and he is just a just a cheating sack of shit. Who <laughs> but is trying very earnestly to care for his daughter, who is just livid with him because they very recently divorced. Like his, his, her parents very recently divorced. And Really hammer that through. Like a month before. Like, a month before you meet Maka, her parents were still married. <laughs> um, but, and they build that relationship pretty solidly. Like, Maka may hate her dad, but she still calls him Papa. And it's like, she still, there's an affection still there. And like, when she's at, like, she's at a loose end, she still goes to her dad for emotional support because at the end of the day he's still her, he's still her dad even if he is a cheating sack of shit. Um, but it, in this show they you meet the main character's parents for uh for a brief moment. um, And it's just enough time for them to send her off to the Death Weapon Meister Academy because the thing that she realizes is one day she's like walking around the house and her foot just transforms into like the end of a halberd and she falls over and her mom's like oh you're a weapon person we should send you to that special place that the world sends kids like you to learn how to control your transformation so you don't just like lose it in the middle of like walking down the street one day just like transform into a god knows what and sit there for an hour. <laughs> Cause that's not great. And the so that's that's your way in. Then you meet two other characters. And the two other characters are Meisters and two other characters are this girl from a very high high society family in this world and a character who's just a forgetful dumbass and the other thing i want to bring up here is one of the core things about um the original soul Eater that i really liked is that all of the all of the teams Almost all, most of the teams, with the exception you know, of Ox, and I forget who his partner is, are male-female teams. Only the way it's treated is not like, it's a romantic thing. It's not like, um, what's that show where they butt pilot, um, that everybody thought was going to be good and no, and that the show was zero-two in it, um... That show, the partnership is meant to be like marriage and it's meant to be creepy and it's meant to be overtly sexual in the text of the show. And they make a point of that by like two female pilots cannot pilot together because that would throw off the energy of some homophobic bullshit. Which they like call out on the show and like, No, no, like that that's homophobic and the those two characters end up getting married at some point in the show um but the it's this show is about like in some ways um cross gender uh, the original soul leader is about cross gender um friendship and how that friendship can be real and meaningful and like, not awkward and not filled with tension. And as somebody who has lost a female friend, I love that because there are so many people who in the year of our Satan 2021 will still tell you, no, men and women cannot be friends, which is insane and horseshit, I want to be clear. But the other thing, but the thing about this show, this show is a Yuri slice-of-life comedy, almost. It is not about the, like, exemplar of courage and all this stuff in, or at least as far as I got, which I'll get to why in a second. So it totally shifts genres, which is fine. It totally shifts the way it treats the core relationship of the show and the core relationships between Weapon and Meister. It gets really creepy from, like, a, from a, like, male-female angle. Because in the first episode, in, like, the first or second episode, when part, people are partnering up, like, the main character gets accosted by this dude who's just a skeevo. Who's like, hey, 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 you want to partner with me, babe? Yeah. You might be flat-chested, but I'll take care of you. And it's just creepy. And, like, they have all these, like, weird, awkward, quite frankly, bad teen romance angles to this show that you just don't care about. And, like, we're there for adult characters in the, um... In the original soul leader like if you wanted romance in your show in that show there was romance to be had in the soul Eater show It wasn't always like on the side of the good guys in fact never was but like dr stein and medusa um arachne and hot ha- and um Ashura like those were the romantic demonstrations of romantic Um, relationships in that show but also you had um, I think I forget the um, Hammer Lady's name Um, and Dr. Stun are also another like version of like a coupling out of that show and that stuff was there but was treated with a lot more gravitas and a lot less like wishy-washy teen, bad teen drama movie Um, and all this is to say, I didn't end up watching this entire show. I actually, like, kind of dropped out of it and watched almost all of Succession because Succession starts literally the fr- tomorrow at the time of this recording. Um, and I love that show, but it um, doesn't make me feel good to watch it, but I love that show. And the reason for that is that it doesn't, A, it it contradicts the main property a lot, and B, it takes turns. It doesn't. It treats character. It treats these big characters like it doesn't care. So, a big problem with um Boruto, the Boruto Naruto Next Generations, is that last part of the title of that show, Naruto Next Generations. They have this whole show about the next generation, the the children of the cast of Naruto. And largely, like, as a person watching that, I don't really care about Boruto that much. He seems like a spoiled, be- but like a spoiled asshole who needs to be dragged through the world and shown like, you can't be this way, dude. And they constantly in that show have the original cast as either side character or main characters (laughs) like there's a whole arc of that show and the original and the original first arc of the manga is like naruto and sakura naruto and sakura going to get back a like teammate go going to get back Sakura's kid because she got like she absconded herself to go see Orochimaru could convince Kieran is her m- real mother, and that's super dangerous because like Orochimaru is everyone in everyone in the Leaf Village, every adult in the Leaf Village who's in charge of the Leaf Village understands that like Orochimaru. Sent his kid... Sent his kid as like... A sign of peace and... Stability. To learn in the Leaf Village. And like... They're teaching him. But they're gonna make sure... He doesn't end up like... Orochimaru. And like... Orochimaru is like... Immortal. So they can't kill him. But they don't necessarily... Want to interact with him. So they're like... Um... Oh, maybe a... Promising young child... Of one of the leaders... Of the Leaf Village... Should not be... In his home. So they're going rescue her. And, like, that's a whole lot of fun. But it's not what that show needs to do to survive on its own. And but it also gets, keeps you watching that show and keeps you reading that manga. It's like, you eventually Naruto will show up and he will just like, snap his fingers and eliminate people. <laughs> um, and that's a great asset for, of universe or a storytelling scenario. is like a pre-built world. And friggin' Soul Eater Not just doesn't use that to a good effect. They bring up... They show Maka every once in a while. They show... Death the Kid makes appearances and is in the opening of the show. The opening sequence of every episode. And they don't really... You don't get much focus on them. But then there's the characters you do get focus on. And those characters are Liz and Patty, Death the Kid's um, weapons, who turn into the, the Thompson the Thompson sisters, who turn into the um, Death the Kid's twin pistols. And he, they are so far removed from what they actually are in the show. Especially when it says that, like this show takes place like months before, a couple months before, the like the Keishin scenario. It it just doesn't, it like the 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 numbers don't quite add up, and it's it's not. The Liz and Patty in the in the original Soul Eater, are a really fun thing because they are very clearly like, just. Trash people who are living in a rich guy's house. Like, trash women who are, like, rich guy pets. It's weird. But in this show, they're, like, shitty... They're, like, asshole delinquents to everybody in ways that don't... That don't come off as something a delinquent would do. I Like, and they're supposed to be on parole, and in the original show, they were literally just scooped up by Death the Kid, like... Oh, you guys match when you're weapon form, so I'm just gonna take you. Like I'm gonna take you. You mine now, and they don't. The time frame doesn't fit there, and it doesn't fit in a lot of different ways. And the best thing I can liken the like solid or not thing to is there are episodes that once you've seen them and um. Soul Eater, you always kinda skip. And those episodes are usually the Excalibur episodes. Like you really only should watch the first Excalibur episode. The rest of them are just kind of horseshit bullshit. That don't matter. There are there for a like a pacing reason of trying to not keep you down in the gutter of like sadness that that show can bring you to all the time, trying to like have some levity at all. In like the later parts of that show, but I'd be if I was honest. I don't think they really work. For the same reason, I don't think this really works. Soul Eater, the world of Soul Eater was built to tell that like Kishin story, and built to like be mysterious and like a like gray zone between good and evil feeling kind of world. It doesn't really work for a like a only quarter percent serious, like slice of life Yuri comedy, U- U- Yuri's freeze company comedy, and that's the last thing i will give you about this show, is that the the like the probably the biggest star of the um of the original Soul Eater anime is that it's. The relationships in those in the animes feel real. The relationship between Liz, Patty, and Death the Kid feels like a real thing. They feel like a real friend group who would always be together and always barely tolerate each other but also love each other. That's the same is true of Maka and Soul. The same is true of Tsubaki and Black Star. And like when they're all together, they all feel like a friend group. Is that part of what makes the, um, Krona stuff in that, in the later part of that show work so well? Because they all, like, as a group are like, oh, this kid has had a bad fucking time. Let's just, let's, like, be this kid's champions. And, like, just let him slash her, whatever she identified, whatever he she identified as, um, uh, just, like, be themselves and, like, not have to apologize for the, like, shitty blood demon that <laughs> pops out of her back every five minutes to eat something. And the result is that, like I said, they create a real, genuine, not anime-esque feeling relationship. Whereas this show almost goes up to the k line of, like, what if men didn't exist? What if, like, male characters were... But really what it is, is what if male characters were kind of almost inconsequential? And in a world that, like, the previous series, which is supposed to be the series that takes place in the future, all the male... Like, the relationships are incredibly cro- cross gender feels odd to make that decision when they could have made the decision of a female weapon being partner, being partners with a male meister and like be- becoming friends with them, but not becoming like a couple would have been a really interesting story to tell. And I'm not saying that like this show, the show has a strong enough premise to support that kind of thing. But it seems very... It seems much more progressive than this show is compared to what the old show posed. And that's why I ultimately dropped off of it. It This show just doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't land very well. It's supposed to be funny in parts and it's not. It's like the humor is entirely too much like seriously leaning on anime fandom humor and it just doesn't it doesn't feel good the the character archetypes do not feel like real people they don't feel like they don't feel like good archetypes either like if, if you look at the characters from the original soul eater um they feel real you know like death the kid is an ocd whack job who exists in the world? Desiccated, the kind of person who has to turn the doorknob to the left 45 times before he leaves the house. Maka is a little girl whose parents went through a divorce, so she's all emotionally just fucked. And the only one who seems to be able to like level the playing field with her is her best friend from God, for God knows how long who she is, like, attached to the hip to. But if you ever ask them, like, are you guys dating? They're like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) Both at the same time. And they're both totally serious and not insulting each other. And then, like, Tsubaki and Blackstar are just codependent weirdos and it's beautiful. And, like, you know, you know a two friends who are codependent weirdos. It's a thing that happens. Um, (laughs) maybe my relationships are like that. Fuck. And just, like, the relationships of this show are so, feel so surface level. They feel so unearned and, like, shallow that it just, like, the, the rest of the show doesn't have legs because that's what the show's built around. And it just doesn't make you want to watch it. it. Makes you want it. I have a. Then this is where I'll end it. I have a. Um, I have a principle that I apply to most TV. Um. It has to earn me. It has to keep my attention. I'm not going to force my attention on something that does not attempt to keep it. And oftentimes, stuff just doesn't keep my attention. Like, I'm not grabbed by a thing. Sometimes I'll watch stuff regardless mm. of that, but oftentimes, like, if something doesn't force me to pay attention to it, at the very least, I don't, I don't usually finish it. Like, a lot of times that will happen early in a show and I'll, like, drop it and then I'll give it another try. I'll make it through that first episode, and I'll be in it, and I'll be easily persuaded in the whole mine. But I made it halfway through this 12-episode series, and it just didn't... It's like I didn't care. You know, Liz and Patty don't seem like they're growing. They seem like they're assholes who are barely moving forward. You know, Death's the kid. Why is he there? And also, he's incredibly mean to them. Um, the main character, the triple, the triad of main characters, uh, they're just three stereotypes going through the world. Um, the, like, presence, although I greatly appreciate the redesign of Black Star and Tsubaki, the, like, the presence of all the main cast, of most of the main cast of the original show, it's, like, ineffectual. It, it just doesn't... And also, the last thing I'll say is, with as much gravity as they treated, like, witches and the presence of witches at the Academy, they treat... They treat the potential presence of a witch as almost like a joke in... And, and like, as a passing thing, or... In this show, and just, like... Just the pre-presence of, like, the... Bigotry towards the people of witches seems like that would go against the show's universe, and it feels weird on that note um if you like this episode um new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday Thursdays are like episodes like this where it's a, talking about a show or a property um Sunday is um more metatextual more about like. Um, like fa- the fandom or the industry or something interesting, interesting in anime culture and until Sunday I have been Alex, this has been Lunchbox Radio and I'll talk to you on Sunday
1: oh,